Good evening. Welcome to Rahatsu Sashen. We've now officially begun this Sashen, which commemorates Shakyamuni Buddha's awakening. Both the awakening right now and the awakening 2,500 years ago. It is so moving to see everybody's faces, to, to recognize people that I've we've traveled with for many, many years, decades in some cases. People who I've gotten to know on Zoom, when I can recognize your backgrounds. It's so um, important to all of us who are sitting in the Zendo to actually see who's out there. It makes a big difference. It makes it much more intimate and real that we're not sitting in isolation, but we're actually sitting with the whole country, and at times the whole world. All over the world, about now, people in the Zen Buddhist tradition are celebrating Rohatsu. Japan, Europe, South America, North America, and other places. In the Japanese tradition, the Buddha's awakening is memorialized on December the 8th, and that's what Rohatsu means, it means 8th. But if the Buddha's awakening were something that happened 25,000 years ago in some other place in some other time, and it was an experience that happened to somebody else, what relevance would that be to us? The fact that the Battle of Hastings was fought in the 1100s, I think. What relevance does that have to do with us? A little touch of memory. The Buddha's awakening is something that can be recapitulated, that can be renewed, that can be reborn, that can be seen again and again and again, in this moment, the only moment there actually really is. So we have all come together to do this Rohatsu Sashin, do this retreat in whatever style we can do it. Every person has, has figured out what might work best for them. We've taken the time, the resources, we have the willingness, we have a particular container, we have guidance, food, safety, shelter. And it's not given that all these things will come together. Again, our circumstances could easily change. We could become sick, we could become impoverished, we could have an earthquake, all kinds of things can happen. So the fact that we are able to come together right now with these propitious ingredients is a blessing. And we have the opportunity to take advantage of that blessing. One of the advantages, one of the elements of Dharma practice is not that we are now going to get something new that we didn't have before, but rather we're going to unlearn We're going to look directly at some of our fixed beliefs and unlearn 
some of the knots, some of the shells, some of the crusts, some of the things that have divided us within ourselves and from the world. And to get a taste, a glimpse, a dip, perhaps a full immersion, that our true self is larger than and more inclusive than we imagine. It's said that on the night of the Buddha's awakening, he was able to see past, present, and future. He was able to see the interconnection and the intertwining of all things in that moment, the moment of now. And the same now is still now. To go into that now and to unlearn those ideas that cause suffering to ourselves and other, others, to unlearn those barriers that we've put up inside ourselves, to unlearn by looking directly at them, is to touch the same liberation that the Buddha experienced. So as we go forward, a few things are very helpful in any beginning of any session. First off is be clear about your intention. And everyone gave a lovely one or two word essence of what they have in mind. But to take that essence and to with your eyes wide open and your heart wide open to look into the mystery. Learning is not about seeing things that confirm what we already know, not about seeing things that confirm our view. If we're listening just to be right, we're not learning. So to listen, to listen to our heart, to listen to our ears, to listen to our eyes, to listen to our body, to listen and to see beyond the structures into our true self intention. Secondly, to be steadfast. We have two different containers here. We have the Zendo here at Great Vow, and you have your Zendo at home. And to be steadfast means to just keep showing up to what you've agreed to with yourself to do. Steadfastly showing up, showing up, showing up makes a difference in our lives. One of the signs of a mature person is that we know ourselves well enough to actually trust the decisions that we make. So please, I encourage you, for your own sake, show up. In a big sense, it makes a difference to everyone, especially if, we, if your video is on and people can see there's a real person there who's really practicing. It makes a difference. But it mostly makes a difference in your life, your being. 
Third, be clear about whatever your fundamental practice is. Whatever that fundamental practice that you return to over and over again that you use to stabilize the body and the mind. In general, it's breath or some variant of that, listening to sound of the whole body. The stable mind has the capacity to hold all experiences. And when we can find a stable mind and we are confirmed, affirmed, that we are being supported at this moment and every moment by the earth, that in this moment, if we look carefully in this moment, we're not afraid of ourselves. There's a place of safety and security. And from that place of safety and security, we have the capacity to experience more and more inclusive awareness. We are larger than we think we are. True self is inclusive, it's complete, it's not at war. True self is able to hold all sides. So that foundational practice of coming back and verifying for yourself that every moment you are being supported, every moment you are being breathed. And that foundational truth is the anchor and the root and the stabilizing element of practice. Next, be diligent. It is so easy to turn off the video and go take a bath, but to be diligent, whether you're in this sendo or in your sendo, to be diligent to come back and to come back and to come back and to come back and to return again and again to the isness of this moment. That diligence goes through the easy times and the hard times, through the ups and through the downs. Diligent trust. Diligent trust in your own life. That's all you're sitting with. Another element that's helpful is turn off the news. Now just imagine that we just had this election And just imagine that before the election, you had done everything exactly as you did, getting people to vote or voting yourself, whatever, but you did the whole thing with no anxiety whatsoever. Absolutely no anxiety. You would still be right here, right now, and things would be as they are. So it is helpful to not trigger yourself by watching the news, by being stirred up by things the mind is imagining. We imagine disaster so readily. If it's playing in our mind, it's imagination. So to have a news fast, a media fast, an internet fast, beyond the minimal, is one way of entering into silence. 
before words, there is very interesting, rich, mysterious, very enlivening territory before words. So to touch that at the end of the breath, to touch that periodically during the week as you diligently return back to your fundamental practice, to touch that silence is a place of no evaluation, no judgment. It's a place of constant renewal. It's a place that's always fresh. And frankly, it's not a thing. And because it's not a thing, it does not get boring. Because it's not a thing, it always opens up into interesting, (coughs) lively awarenesses. Next, we'll be doing uh, sanzen, we'll be doing interviews. Now, the reality is we've got two old people here who are staggering around, and we'll do our best to try to support and encourage and connect with everybody in this retreat. There'll be a Dharma talk every day by either Chosen or me. There'll be um, sanzen with the people who are locally here, And in people online, we thought that the best way of trying to help support you is to have a two-hour block every evening from 7 to 9 Pacific time. And anybody who wants to, or everybody, can tune in and talk about your practice or ask a question. Nothing is hidden. And we have this idea that we have this hidden secret life, but the inside and the outside are not two different things. Our body and our mind are not two different things. We're revealing ourselves all the time. We're revealing ourselves who we are. So when we're together as a Sangha, we reveal ourselves not only does it make what's obvious obvious but also it provides an intimacy, a connection. To be vulnerable is the foundation for connection. So I encourage you to partake of any support or guidance that we can can do. Next, the Zendo, the camera, the Zoom meeting will be on pretty much all day long. So we'll start off early in the morning and it will just be on. And you can see the, the ins and outs and the comings and goings and the fixing the altar and arranging the flowers and the kinhins and the walking and the sitting. And so you can tap in any time in the day or night and the zenda will be here. And especially the regular periods. Ruhatsu Sashin is again about the Buddha's awakening. It's about liberation. It's about discovering the freedom that is bigger than our small view of ourself. It's about discovering the inclusive nature of our own mind, which includes everything that we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. It's all processed right here. It's all included. 
the sun, the moon, the stars, the trees, every single person, every part of us. It's all included, directly, vividly. It's one thing. We talk a lot about awakening, and the awakened mind has several qualities, if it's a thing, one of which is this inclusivity, but it also has a presence. It's always present. We are always present. The only time that the past and future exists are when our mind is swirling around with memories and anxieties. The reality is we're always right here. And to be aware of that presence, to be aware, and that awareness of this presence when it's truly present and not swarming with past and future is at peace. And it's kind. And it's creative. And it's selfless. It's bright, even in the darkness. So may each person who is participating in this, may you touch, may you find what you're seeking, may you recognize that what you're seeking is already present. May you recognize the truths of your own life. May you recognize that you are vaster than you can imagine, and the font of creativity. So as we practice, as we sit with this Rohatsu Sushin, to sit together as a community, to sit together as a Sangha, to sit together in contact with one another, virtually, imminently, is, at least for my heart, inspiring, touching. And the connection that at least I feel to all everyone is not just one glimpse on a video camera, but it's a relationship of showing up and talking and struggling and being present. And I invite all of you into this relationship of Sangha. This is not a solitary matter because there is no one at the core. The mind is inclusive and includes you as well as everyone else equally. We're all in the same boat. We are all the same boat. We are all. Resting in this moment. Isn't that amazing? Please touch the deepest, truest, most alive aspect of your being. And then, as we practice, and because the mind is not is inclusive, turn it out. And from that foundation of presence, do whatever you can do to be a benefit to others. Thank you.
If people have particular technical questions, of course, you're welcome to write them in a chat or send Miyoyu an email. She is alert all day and all night to help people. Oh, the last thing I should have mentioned is at the end of this week, next Sunday, we have a ceremony called the Shuso Hosen ceremony, when the Venerable Miyoyu will be hosting, giving a talk, and then hosting questions from the Sangha of the world. So I invite all of you to put that on your calendar a week ahead of time. 